Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menes, and it's lunch on day two of the World Test Championship. When we left you, the score was three for 170, and now Australia are seven for 422. Lots of action to talk about. A thrilling session yesterday to finish off day one. Uh, Paul Dennett, good evening. How are you? G'day, Menes. I'm very good. I think that was a very, very entertaining first session of cricket. Four for 95 off 25 overs, if my maths doesn't elude me. And as I was um, saying to you earlier, I think it was a session for the casual fan who stumbled upon it on free-to-air television and thought, oh, I'll give this a go to really enjoy. Last night was more for the purist. Tonight, I think, had um, you couldn't ask for much more in a session of test cricket than that. I really enjoyed it. Agree. Now, I want to get into what happened um, in the last session yesterday. But before we do that, I just want to talk about something that's kind of disappointed me a little. I saw that one of our listeners, Raj, has left a review of our show on the Apple um, iTunes site in Great Britain. And in that review, he leaves leaves us two stars, which is fine. Like, if you don't like us, that's another thing. But he says in the review that um, we got factual errors wrong. And the one thing he's saying is that you know, we were talking about Unadcat playing in the World Test Championship, but uh, Raj was very annoyed because Unadcat was ruled out of the World Test Championship final weeks ago. But but that is not the case. And Paul, I guess my point of view is happy to take feedback, but I think if you're going to put something like that on a public-facing review site, questioning sort of facts, you, you should kind of check them. Uh, yeah, I think so. Unadcat, if you look it up, is actually one of the listed subs for this game. He's um, officially on the bench. And it was speculated in the, in the even in the days leading up to it that he might actually have a chance of being playing in, in the 11. He was ruled out of the IPL. That's what he was um, ruled out of. Um, there's, there's one line I like in the review. Just reading out statistics doesn't add much. And the thing is, that's what every preview should be. It should be statistics only and nothing else. <laughs> I add other things to it because I know... That, you know, the humans out there don't like that. But the reality is, if you could just reduce cr- cricket to statistics, 
that would be a far better review. People who say, and the great Shane Warren used to say, I don't care about his batting average necessarily. I want to know when he scored his runs. No, no, no. Just give me the figures and they will not tell a lie. What you've got to sometimes do is to make sure that the figures are uh, robust. And that's what I did. But that that if you go back and listen to that um, preview, anyone, you will have lots of stats, number after number after number. And it's just joyful. Yeah, and I don't mind him criticizing that. Like if someone doesn't want to listen to you reading out numbers or the review well, before Well, the review before <laughs> said I was annoying. I don't mind that, but I mind them putting one. on Apple that we got the facts wrong when you and I do our best to check everything. Sure we make mistakes, but we really check our stuff the best we can. That's true. That's true. All right. So thanks, Raj. If you're listening, I'd love it if you could delete that review because <laughs> that is not correct. Right, no, I'm serious. Like I know, change I know. it. So, Change it, they don't like us, whatever. But don't say we don't know who's in the team for a match we're previewing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the action. So when we left yesterday, Paul, you know, it was three for 170. Head and Smith were batting well. They hadn't quite got to a century partnership yet. But then in the last session, they opened up none for 157. They ended up putting on 250, their partnership, by stumps off 370 balls. It was just an incredible display especially from Travis Head who went to his first test ton overseas yeah I mean they scored almost as much in the last session as they had done in the first two sessions combined obviously they get to play the last extra half hour still India managed to only bowl 85 overs even with the extra half hour I mean we went on about it last night but god almighty that's a terrible terrible overrate but Travis Head um you know, I, I love kind of overreacting to these things, but if you're picking the Australian side right now and you can only pick one batter, you'd probably just about have to pick him. He's, um, you know, he came in at the fall of the wicket of Labuschagne when when the, when the game was in the balance, and with Smith giving great support and holding staunch at one end, but it was Head who changed the changed the face of the game. And you could imagine if you'd substitute someone else in for for Head, like a you know a decent player. Um, who might have been on the fringe. You know, if, if Cameron Bancroft had come in rather than uh, Travis Head, it's quite conceivable that Australia could have, could have got bowled out last night. Um, that's that's what a big innings it was. Uh, yeah, uh, triumph. The fact that it's his first Test 100 overseas, I think, shows that, you know, it's, it's been a while for him. Um, he bloomed late, as it were, at, at Test level. But since he's been back in the side, the way that he's been playing is the way that he should always play. And uh, it was a fabulous, fabulous innings. Yeah, it was. So his first test ton overseas, his sixth ton overall, it came off 106 balls and it was the first ever century in a World Test Championship final. There wasn't a century made when India and New Zealand played. So um, history for Travis Head. And, and that last session, I thought India started to look a bit ragged. The, they, they weren't bowling well. <laughs> No, and you can't blame them in some respects. It was uh, it must have been dispiriting the the, the gradual gradual um, diminution of the clouds in the morning that suddenly gave way to a lovely, beautiful day. And you know, we just we talked about it last night. How it's you know, I was saying it's easy to criticise Rohit Sharma in hindsight, but he must have been standing out there watching bowlers bowl some pretty uh, ordinary stuff towards the end, getting spanked to the boundary, and thinking we could have been doing this if we batted. That's right. I thought Steve Smith played really nicely in that last session. He'd been very watchful early on, but as the bowling, the bowlers started to tire, he started to find the boundary with more regularity. And I was fighting the, the heavy eyelids to see if Smith would make his century before stumps, but alas, he didn't make it 95, not out. 
Travis had 146 not out. Um, yeah, just a, an electric first day. And a lot of people have compared Travis Head's innings to sort of stuff we'd, we used to have seen from Adam Gilchrist. And I've got to say, it's, it's, it's a good comparison. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, different styles to a degree, but um, the fact that they're both left-handers, there's, there's, uh, the, the, the method is similar. And the stat they put up during the innings was that his strike rate in the World Test Championship cycle has been about 80-odd which was something roughly similar to Gilchrist's career strike rate. Um, so uh, there, there are massive similarities in the way that he, he's playing and the way that he's taking games away um, from the opposition. I had the same problem with you, that it was ridiculous when he was playing so well that I was getting tired. And I must say that it's very, as much as I love the fact that it's on Channel 7, Channel 7 have got to fix up their mobile um, application. You can't, you, you can't watch it. You, you should be able to pause it and then... Um, catch up and fast forward between the balls like you can on every other app. Uh, I don't know how they've got an app that is as though it's from 10 years old. Um, normally late at night like that, I sometimes like to pause it, have a nap for 10 minutes or uh, go for a walk or something, come back, watch fast forward between the balls and catch up. Last night when I just had no choice but to watch it every single ball live, um, I did actually fall asleep and wake up during some sort of hideous infomercial wondering where I was. <laughs> you can't even actually rewind properly as well. I don't know. You seem to be able to go back a little bit, but not too much. So oh, yeah. anyway, not not great. But uh, so that was Stumps on the first day. I, you know, heard um, Head and Smith after play say that, you know, pretty tough early on. But then as as we noticed, things started to flatten out a bit. Um, but then this morning, so Smith was 95, not out. Travis Head was on strike first ball of the day. Hits a single, brings Smith on strike. So he's on 95, not out. I'm actually nervous, Paul, because I'm like, you never like to start the day that close to a ton. It's, I've just, I don't know. As, I just never like watching that. I always get nervous. But then uh, second and third ball of the day, half volley on leg stump, which he just turns away on the onside. 4-4 four, four goes from 95 to 103 by the third ball of the day. And Smith goes to his 31st test century. Magnificent. Um, his average has risen above 60 uh, during this innings. And, you know, I think it's a mark of such a great player that he probably wasn't at his best yesterday. He fought, he got through it. Travis Head deservedly got all the headlines. Uh, but Smith brings up a, yet another century, his 31st century. And those first two balls that he faced from was it Siraj were, you know, woeful. And the um, Sunil Gavaskar in commentary didn't miss him either. And he deserved it. Indeed. So that was your he, that, his century came off two hundred and twenty nine balls. It was his seventh Test century in England, his ninth Test century versus India. So that's nine of thirty one. Loves playing against India, and also an indication that you know Australia's relationship with India during his career has probably been better than most other batters in the fact that we've played regular Test series um, four Tests usually. Uh, yeah, his record against India is extraordinary. And and the point that you make there, that he, the 100 he got off, um, was it 220-something balls, that you're making that point correctly to indicate that he batted quite slowly, indeed very slowly. Um, I have in front of me on my desk, I don't know why, um, uh, Bobby Simpson's 1968 Book of the Ashes, and he talked <laughs> about a century that someone scored there off, I think 217 balls, and he made a specific point of saying that that's the number of balls he faced to indicate what a rapid innings it was. And I think it was in the final <laughs> test. And he said he has now he's going to secure the fifty pound prize for the fastest century of the summer or something like that. It's like, oh my god, 
<laughs> Times have changed. So, so the other end, Travis Head went to 150 off 164 balls, and Head finished with 163. Then caught by, then caught by the keeper off Siraj. Awkward little shot, just went straight up, trying to sort of play a half crossbat shot. You can't criticise him because it was an amazing innings. Yeah, it was a kind of a um, – Siraj got a bit uh, angry earlier on, actually, when Smith hit those two fours and then the next ball, I think, um, he pulled away because maybe spider cam got in the way and Siraj somewhat petulantly tossed the ball, threw the ball in the direction of the stumps and it was um, good to see him a bit fired up. But the commentators were making the point that they pitched the ball up to head too much early on and then only sort of went short to him later on as though had they gone short earlier – they would have got his wicket because of the fact that he was struggling against the short ball. And I'm not sure that I agree with that. I mean, yes, they put a package together where he, he struggled, uh, you know, looked ungainly against several short balls, but he also hit many, many cross bat shots to the boundary um, through third and uh, pulling the ball as well. And ultimately aim yeah, and the way the ball he got out on was not the greatest of shots, but it certainly wasn't the greatest of balls. Um, and I think that India, the, the lesson they need to learn for the second innings against Travis head is, as is often the case, it's the good old boring basics. They needed to tighten up and hit the top of off stump more against him and the occasional judicious bouncer, sure. But uh, if they come out in the second innings and just bowl bouncer and after bouncer at him, then I think they've um, they've taken the wrong lesson out of uh, what a fabulous innings he played. Indeed. So that was a 285-run partnership. And yeah, I don't think he's susceptible to the short ball. I think he looked a bit awkward when he was getting up to his century yesterday and they started to bowl short to him. But I think that was him thinking, well, I'm on 90-odd. I don't really want to get out pulling at this stage. I want to get my 100. So I, I don't think that's an indication that he can't play the short ball. It just, you know, probably didn't want to take that risk so close to an elusive away century. And Indian fans will remember, well, all Korean fans will remember he got 90 in the last year of India and was so gutted not to make his first away century then. So, yeah, I don't think and he also, wasn't going to... Sorry, go on. No, go on. I say didn't want to throw it away. Well, the other thing is that it, it's a sort of pitch that you would have to be a little bit nervous playing the short ball because of the variable bounce that we've already seen. I mean, we saw that one in the first night in particular. There was two that hit Labashade on the hands, but one in particular that kind of reared from nowhere. Warner faced at least one or two that did the same. And um, Kumar Sangakara made the point in the preview uh, that you sometimes get on these sorts of pitches where the, the pitch on day one is a little bit softer. There's the indentation of the ball into the pitch. And then as it hardens and dries that the ball, if it hits the right spot of the indentation, flies up. And if it's the wrong spot, it sort of uh, shoots along low. Uh, I wouldn't be all that keen to be trying to intercept the ball with a horizontal bat with my head in the way of it if I missed it. I mean, uh, you, with the, when there's variable bounce like that, I think anyone would be nervous about playing the, the bouncer. Yeah, it's a good point. So that brought Cameron Green to the crease when Head was dismissed and he hit his first ball for four down to third man. They thought, boy, we might see a bit of IPL Cameron Green here. But then he was caught at, was it second slip? Or, uh, I think second, second or third slip. slip. I think might, yeah, Shubman Gill, good catch. Was it even third? I don't know. It was either second. It might have been second. Um, off the bowling of Shammy. Yeah, good catch, heading towards his head. And if you look at the replay, he almost turns just, just as he catches it because he's worried about getting sconed in the head. So Cameron Green was out for six. Uh, so that that made the score five for three hundred and seventy six. I hope that um, he doesn't. I hope that he listens to Ricky Ponding. Ponding made a very good point in commentary, saying that the criticism has been correct of of Cameron's of Cameron Green that he's been a little bit too defensive at Test level. He probably went a little bit too far the other way um, today, and and probably that shot wasn't on. But I hope he doesn't then go back into his shell. I think that basically that's the right thing to do. That probably wasn't the right ball so early on to to play that shot to though. 
India fought back with those two wickets in the first hour when it looked like the game might get away from them. Yeah, I think that um, the problem with India was having been so far behind on that first day that they they needed everything to go right for them in that first session. And it didn't quite go that far, but I think they've done enough in the first session that although Australia is still well, well in front, India haven't quite forfeited any chance of getting something in this match. They still, if they batted really well, uh, could yet get something out of this game, but Australia are obviously massively in front. Indeed. So then after the drinks break, Steve Smith was out for 121. I wouldn't say casual dismissal, but he was playing wide of his body and dragged it back onto the stumps of Thakur. Um, 121 of 268 deliveries, 19 fours, tremendous innings, but uh, yeah, frustrating dismissal. Yeah, it um, lives up to Shardul Thakur's nickname of Beefy that we, we mentioned the other night, that he does things a bit like Ian Botham, and that's... Um... Ian Botham famously got his first test wicket, getting Greg Chappell dragging a wide long hop onto his stumps. Um, he sort of he got a bit of the magic golden arm, they used to call um, Ian Botham. And it was actually notable for a period after that that a few players were doing that, mistiming mis- shots off the back foot and getting in, um, getting some sort of under edges. So doesn't probably fill the Indian batters with a whole lot of confidence about how this pitch is going. I mean, it's certainly not a minefield, but it's not flattening out you wouldn't call it a um, a flat deck at this stage. Well, I heard some experts who are at the ground say that it has the look of one of those pitches where a few divots might have been made into it on that first morning. And as it sort of starts to bake, those divots will harden and therefore the ball might do a little bit. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so um, – and then we have the, the run out of Mitchell Stark. Um, what which, happened there? He just had a bit of a, a brain fade, I think. Uh, tapped one to mid off. There was never a run on there. And the um, the substitute, Akshar Patel, who was on the field for, was it Shami? Um, yes. The Shami Suraj. And um, did a beautiful piece of feeling through down the stumps. And they, as he walked off, they cut to Ricky Ponting sitting in his suit in the um, near the commentary box, shaking his head um, uh, because of the, the famous run out of um, Ricky Ponting in the 2005 Ashes when they. Who did they sub off that was slow and they brought uh, Pratt, the um, substitute, on? And then um, that's, Ricky, that's right, yeah. Ricky Ponting was swearing at um, Duncan Fletcher in, in a really angry way as he walked off. And the, the thing that I loved about it was after, um, in the Channel 7 coverage at the start of the lunch break, uh, James Brayshaw and Ricky Ponting and uh, Justin Lang were having a laugh about it. And Ricky Ponting <laughs> made the point. I'm laughing about today's incident. I still actually can't laugh about the one from 2005. He's, he's, <laughs> his face lost the smile and he wasn't angry, but he just like, you could say, oh, yeah, 18 years, it's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> yeah, Matt Hayden made a comment about it too. So, yeah, Stark went out for five. Big wicket because he can be dangerous down the order, especially um, can score quickly. So at, at lunch, Australia seven for 422. I would be, Paul, uncomfortable if Australia were bowled out under 450 given the platform laid by Smith and Head. I think, you know, the way they played, the other batters should really get them up close to 500 would be obviously ideal. Would be ideal, but I think at this stage that it's not looking likely because, um, you know, they haven't got a whole lot left. Lions should play with freedom, um, and these two both can obviously bat. Uh, Cummins, I'd like to see play with more freedom than he does, but... That tends to be his methods. Yeah, it's been an interesting morning. I, I, you know, I think that 
Australia probably were quite aggressive and that's probably the right approach. Um, but I think that the fact that India have taken a few wickets shows that there is enough in there. But I still think my overarching view of the Indian bowlers has been that they have not been accurate enough. They haven't been disgraceful, um, but I think that um, a, a more honed-in, accurate, disciplined effort would have um, was called for, and I'm I'm hoping that's what we're going to see from the Australian bowlers. Agree. I actually have a, a really good feeling about the Aussie attack. I think they could just slice through that Indian top order. But let's see. Got a, one last question here from Anthony. Paul, thoughts on Matthew Hayden in the commentary box? Um, I don't like him in the commentary box. I think um, I, I always, pre- you know, pre- um, the, the sort of um, the writer that obviously one of the best opening batters Australia's ever had. I think he's a great mentor and I think he'd be an interesting guy uh, after play for five minutes to give or ten minutes to give his thoughts on the day, um, but in the commentary box he's just too annoying. Um, he, you know he's he's over the top. He's sort of um, uh, he's just too much hard work. And Richie Ben always used to say, the first thing you got to do is not be annoying. You're being an invited guest into someone's living room for the night. And I just think that Matthew Hayden is not a great commentator. And uh, I always say, you know. Um, you can't expect to be an unbelievable batter and an unbelievable commentator. You know, you can't, not everyone has all these talents. Um, so I just think that it's, um, it's a bit of an insult to the viewer that they keep on bringing him out there because the, the, the feedback I get on, twi- on Twitter, I said all the time, there are plenty of people that he is annoying. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty that like him as well, but I just think the ratio is such that they should say in the same way that some people aren't cut out for test cricket, um, you're probably not cut out for commentating test cricket. Yeah, can Justin Langer talk about himself a bit more? I mean, I like the guy, but okay, it's not all about you, buddy. Anyway, look, that's it for our wrap from the, um, well, the first four sessions of the World Test Championship final. It's lunchtime. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Enjoy the rest of the action. We'll be back soon with another update. See ya. This is a Piccolo podcast production. Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.